Thanks for listening today to In 16 Years. I'm Amy, and this is a podcast where I talk about what I've learned in 16 years of living with stage 4 endo, severe IBS, fibromyalgia, and interstitial cystitis. My name is Brittany, and I live with celiac disease, anxiety, and my own hormonal fun. We hope this show will inspire you, empower you, and help you feel supported on your own health journey. Brittany and I are not doctors, dietitians, mental health professionals, experts on endometriosis, or any kind of qualified medical professional. So that means that none of the information we share on this podcast is medical or mental health advice. If you get inspired by something we say, always consult your qualified medical professional first before making any changes. Today we're going to talk about stress management. Woo! Because Brittany needs to manage her stress. Because <laughs> Amy needs to manage her stress. Mine's managed. <laughs> yeah, Because okay. I do all the tips in this podcast. <laughs> what do you think help you come up with the tips in the podcast? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we can all manage our stress better is the point. <laughs> I was surprised to see a post on Instagram where someone asked the community what the cause of their endo flares were. Like, what were the triggers? Ooh, what did you write? Food. No. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Duh. <laughs> cheese. The blessed cheese. Pizza. Yogurt. <laughs> they were like, God, is this girl addicted to dairy? Is that all? Like, That's I can't all have I it. So it's all I think about. <laughs> I used to live on a farm. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard to give up the blessed cheese. <laughs> okay. But I was, I was very, I was, I was surprised at how many people wrote that stress is their biggest trigger. I think stress is a really big trigger for your health. I mean, we hear about stress all the time. I know stress has become very interesting to me now because one of the big triggers of histamine intolerance and mast cell is stress. (laughs) Drum roll. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) expected that. (laughs) It's one of the major, 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 major triggers is stress. And so I am diligently working to control my stress levels, to keep my stress down, to not give a flying squirrel about things that are happening because I do not want to be stressed out because when I am, then I have a migraine and I have racing heart and then I have insomnia or an endo flare. So stress is something I really want to keep in check and avoid. So Brittany, since we're going to talk about stress today, stress, 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 we're going to talk about stress. What is stress? Tell me what stress is. Do you know what stress is? I feel it right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're stressing me. (laughs) I feel put on the spot and I feel stress. Okay. What if I reach my hand over and strangle you? (laughs) Well, that would be way more than stress. I would feel death. (laughs) I would feel a lot of pressure, both both mentally and on my neck area. (laughs) My neck region. (laughs) Okay. So... I think stress is easy for us to feel and easy for us to identify when we feel it, but it's hard to put it into words. We'll try. Yes. So (laughs) our attempt at understanding stress is it's like a, a reaction and you feel it, like I said, physically and, of course, emotionally and mentally. And often it's triggered by a change or a challenge or a pressure or a demand or some kind of external stimuli can cause us to feel stress. The situations are usually part of life, and it doesn't always have to be negative. Sometimes you can feel stress because you have a really big event coming up, or you're going on vacation and you're planning everything. 
So stress doesn't always have to react because of a negative thing, but you can still feel it even when it's part of an anticipation or for something exciting. Okay, Brittany, I want to run something by you. Yes. Stress is something that we feel. It's a feeling. A warm, gooey feeling. <laughs> no, no, that's when you're... Of spiders and knives. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're... Oh, that's when you're in love. Yeah, that's okay. not... Stress is not gooey. <laughs> or if you're just a butter It's like lava. <laughs> I don't know what kind of stress you're feeling. I feel like stress... If I have to describe how I feel stress, actually, I feel like I would be trapped in a really tiny glass box, like a shoe box. Because I feel... When, for me, when I have a lot of stress, I feel a lot of tension in mm. my muscles. And I know, like, oh my gosh, my legs are, are so tensed. That's how I notice that I have tense because I realize my fists are in little balls. And Mine's I'm, my jaw and my neck. I like clench my jaw and like hold my neck really tension. Oh, it's painful. So it's interesting that we can feel the stress physically. That's the first sign that I've stressed. Normally, I don't realize emotionally that I have stress. I'm like, oh my God, eh, this and that and it. But I won't realize until I realize how clenched up my body is. Okay, so stress is in our bodies. Stress is in our minds. I have. Revelation. What is your revelation? <laughs> Do we create our own stress? Because if stress is a reaction to something external, does that mean that I create my stress? And does that mean... Because stress isn't on the outside, right? Because it's not like you walk around and you're like, there's a cloud of stress. You know, when you see like there's a shade under the tree and it's raining over there and here it's sunny. It's not like you walk around and you're like, oh, there's a pile of anger. Oh, there's some <laughs> stress under that tree, right? It's, it's not this, ex- it's created by us. Do you, yeah, you like it's me? an external situation. Like when we think about stress in a mechanical sense, when you put stress on a piece of metal, it bends, but that's because it's directly being pushed by the metal. Since stress that happens to us situationally is more about internalizing how we feel about that situation. It's not something that's directly physically affecting us in the way that, like, poking someone is affecting them. Hold on. I'm going I'm to poke Brittany. I'm no! Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to see what happens. Are no! you stressed now, Brittany? Yeah. <laughs> Bruised now. <laughs> but, but did you have stress? <laughs> no. <laughs> not stressed about you poking my arm. But, yeah, so I think what you're thinking makes sense because a situation that happens to us doesn't physically affect us the same way that, you know, touching something does. But we take that external feeling and we internalize it. So if we are reacting to this situation by being stressed, then yeah, I I think we kind of do create it ourselves. Here's something I always think about. Brittany has a lot of stress at work. Where does Brittany's work stress come from? Like, where does it stem from? Does it stem from the commute? Does it stem from your work? Does it stem from, you know, like the refrigerator? I don't know. Making that up. But... (laughs) Where does it stem from? Yes, the fridge stresses me out. No, it stems the fridge from... fridge is a little stressful when people forget their food <laughs> oh, in there and, and, and it goes mess, moldy. And it's but... smelly and sticky and gross. Yeah. But so, apart, yeah, that's stressful. That. But, no, it's usually work tasks and meeting deadlines and finishing projects and delivering product. Okay. So are we in agreement that all of those... <laughs> are we in agreement, Brittany? <laughs> That, I, I liked that. I felt wow. so powerful when yeah. I said Ooh. that. You're my psychologist <laughs> right now. Are we in agreement, Brittany, that your work tasks exist on their own? They're their own entity separate of you. If you didn't have to do them, someone else would have to do them. Correct. Like a, the project is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that thing, that project, let's imagine your big project in front of us. It's not stressing me out. Lucky you. 
<laughs> but you know what I mean? It's not stressing mm-hmm. it's not stressing me out. Cause I don't gotta do it. <laughs> no, 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 but that's not why, that's not why. Partially. But the reason why Britney's work doesn't stress me out is because the work itself is not a stressful thing. The stress comes from Britney's reaction to having to do the work. These things are existing in their own accord separately in the world, but they're stressing out some people and they're not stressing out. I mean, really, Britney's work stress is only stressing out Britney and it's not stressing <laughs> out the rest. There's like seven billion people in the world. Well, none of them are stressed out by Britney's work, except maybe Britney's boss. <laughs> but you see what I mean? So it makes me think that we create our own stress, that stress is mental. It's real. It's totally real. But it's also something that we create, which makes me think that I can learn to control it and I can learn to manage it. I mean, that's what's called managing stress and lowering your stress. It's something that we can manage and lower and control, maybe eradicate. I don't know. But I bet even the Dalai Lama has stress. But (laughs) (laughs) does that make sense? Yeah, because I think when I think back to how I'm in a situation and I feel the stress building, I do feel it building. It's not like all of a sudden I walk in the door and I am hit with a baseball bat of stress. Like, that's not how it happens. I start to think about the situation and then I think about how I have to do X, Y, and Z. And then I feel the stress building. And if I stop doing that, I stop building the stress. So I think that that makes sense to me, that there's potential to control it. It takes a lot of practice. (laughs) But I think that it exists, the ability to not let stress manage me, and I can instead manage the stress. Well, I love what you said about how you can notice when your stress is building and then you can find ways to cut off the stress as it's rising. And today we want to talk about some of the ways that we can do that, that we can lower our stress, that we can manage our stress, that we can even eliminate some of the things that stress us from our lives. Bye, Brittany. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, you think I stress you out. (laughs) Let's ask the audience. Do you think being friends with me would be stressful? Bossy. <laughs> Do you think being friends with my endometriosis would be stressful? Being friends with Red Dragon is stressful. He's a, a physical bit. stress, okay? He a actually little bit pokes. of stress to our relationship. He's <laughs> like a hot seer. Yeah. But we wanted to mention all that because we, we want to keep all of that in mind during this episode because for me, that really has been key, has been learning that stress comes from inside of me and stress is real okay this is one of those it's all in your head i mean no it is like stress is you know like feelings are in your head but yeah yeah, you know so is anger and so is sadness but you feel them they're real feelings so this isn't one of those it's all in your head go to the psychiatrist it's not real that isn't that is not this and it's a really hard thing to manage stress like i've been trying to lower and manage my stress for a couple of years now and i still can get really stressed out and I I have to be really vigilant. It's just one of those things where you have to keep your eyes peeled open. That'd be kind of stressful if your eyes peeled open. But (laughs) whoa. (laughs) You have to keep your whoa, talk about an actual stress. You you have to I feel like I have to be conscious at all times, especially when I'm at work where it's really easy for stress to creep in. And then suddenly I notice my posture and my legs and I realize how tense and tight and clenched my body is. And I'm like, I'm in a lot of stress right now. So stress is real, but at the same time, we create our stress, which means, which means we can 
learn tactics to control our stress, which is empowering, which is exciting. So we know stress is felt in our minds and in our bodies, but how does experiencing or internalizing that external stress affect our bodies? Does it affect our bodies, Amy? Affects my body. (laughs) (laughs) But it took me a long time to realize that stress affected my body. I was a disbeliever. Ooh, you're in denial. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was like, I need science to tell me that stress affects my body. And guess what? Well, there is science that tells you that stress affects your body. (laughs) There is a lot of science. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. What is science? (laughs) (laughs) That says stress. Flying squirrels, you up. <laughs> I love that. That's going to be our new flying squirrels, a new cover. I like that. I yeah. Like that. So, Brittany, have you ever heard of fight or flight? Uh, yeah, because I'm in that like constantly. <laughs> so that's like default mode. Is <laughs> Brittany's default mode is fight or flight. <laughs> Brittany is chronically stressed. Yeah, I have a lot of anxiety. So fight or flight is when your body is stressed out and it's geared up to fight an enemy or predator or fight your situation. It's going to go fight Britney's work stress. It's going to go in there, going to hit it on the head with a hammer and get a little punch. A little I would jab. rather do that than actually do the <laughs> task. So could I do that? I feel like fight, but it's fight or flight. So mm-hmm. I feel like Britney is more prone to the flight part. Which is where you just run away and you don't ever look back. You just run, 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 run. I like want to do the flight, but then I end up having to do the fight. So then I just like want to do both and I like want to abandon that, but I have to do the project. You fight with yourself to not have the flight. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds accurate. (laughs) So when you're in fight or flight in your big stress moment or little stress or ongoing stress, it does a lot to our body. It makes our muscles tense, which I've established is my problem. It makes our breathing shallow. It lowers our immune system. It affects digestion because your body doesn't want to be digesting when it's to run away from a tiger. And it can intensify the feeling of pain. Oh, the penultimate. Oh. <laughs> Who wants that? I don't Nobody. want that. Oh. No, baby, no. So that's fight or flight. Well, I noticed that you mentioned the slowing of digestion. So have you ever heard of the mode of rest and digest? Is this a body mode? Yes. Are you sure? It sounds like a new fragrance, like something I'd put in my diffuser. A yes, little bit of it's a... the smell of melting cheese. The rest. Oh, God. The rest and digest aromatherapy. It's a grilled cheese. <laughs> With tomato, a little bit of pepper. Oh. No, it's... None of the ingredients of which no. I can eat. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to work for you. The rest and digest is kind of like the opposite of fight or flight. So oh, wow. when your body is at its most comfortable It's able to digest properly and rest. Brittany has her eyes closed. She looks like like she's in heaven. (laughs) She looks like she just came out of a long bath. And and all she did was talk about rest and digest. Well, guess what, Brittany? What? Have you ever heard of feed and breed? (laughs) No, I don't like it. I want to unhear about it. I don't. No. (laughs) Apparently, that is another name for rest and digest. I like rest and digest. It's feed and breed. Because I think it's pretty indicative of your body functions. When so I think of our ancestors, feed I, and breed. Means I get that it. If you... I was like a cave person and I either had fight or flight from the saber toothed tiger or I could feed and then make children. Okay, I, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the reasons why it's called feed and breed is because when your body is 
not under stress, it's more fertile because when you're in fight or flight, basically in fight or flight, what your body does, it takes away all the energy and it pumps this adrenaline and it it takes energy away from all the systems that are not necessary to be alive. And so fertility and digestion, well, you would think digestion, you need to be alive, but I mean, people survive a long time without eating. They do. <laughs> but your body takes away from all of the, the non-life critical tasks. And they focus on your muscles, your heart, your ability to run really fast. Your that, lungs. That's, that's the focus of fight or flight. And that's what gets focused on when you're under stress. And this could be chronic stress. Are you listening, Brittany? Yes. Chronic work stress. Yeah. You cannot feed and breed. I don't want to, but I would like to rest and digest. <laughs> I won't. I don't want that one, but I want the other one. <laughs> so I think we established that stress is really, really, really scary on the body. And I just want to say that I, in the last month of when I was thinking about this episode and me and Brittany were thinking of content, three different podcast episodes I was listening to on three different kinds of podcasts, but they're all health ones, but they do various topics and they all came on different people, these doctors come on to talk about stress and the effects of stress on the body. And they were like, stress ruins your gums and your teeth. And I was like, my gums have been looking kind of shallow recently. My teeth, I have been (laughs) grinding them a little bit more. (laughs) And then it was like, stress affects your pain and stress has been linked with a lot of intensifying pain. I was like, oh God, no, please, mommy, no. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) The doctors say it. The medical field is all saying it. Honestly, it was like they went into depth. I mean, that whole thing was about science and stress and examples and this. And when I was finished, I was like, I have to control my stress. My body's going to disintegrate. I'm really stressed right now. I'm stressed about the stress. What do you do when you're stressed about your stress? You blow up. (laughs) You just explode. It's funny because I feel like having a chronic illness equals having chronic stress. Does anyone else feel like that? Because I feel like endometriosis could be renamed endostresmiosis. Stressometriosis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you have a chronic illness, there are stressors that you're experiencing that are very real because of all that goes into living with a chronic illness. The number one thing is feeling that pressure that you still have to get stuff done even though you are in a lot of pain and you're super fatigued. Oh, I never do that. Yeah, okay, liar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I never have to go to the grocery store when I really, really don't feel well. I never go to work in the middle of a major flare because I don't have any more PTO days because I took somebody off for being sick and I'm afraid of getting fired. I never do that. Never? No, no. Never, Brittany. I never push myself. Every time Endo needs to rest, I rest because I love rest and digest. I rest and I then I'm like, lie and lie some more. <laughs> I rest and I'm like, and now it's time for digest. Endo, Red Dragon, what are you craving today? It's like, peel me some grapes. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anything you want. Red, white, green. <laughs> what do you want? I will give them to you. Cherries. <laughs> They're really hard to peel, but I'll put in the effort. <laughs> I've been growing my thumbnail quite long for the occasion. <laughs> Got the peeler ready. Well, those are real stressors that you encounter with having a chronic illness, having to push yourself, having to do tasks that you don't have the physical capacity to do. I mean, another big one, especially when you're considering or having surgery, is medical expenses. Oh, ow. Don't. Ow. Don't. 
Why did you say that? Medical expenses. <laughs> Those are mega stress. Figuring out how you're going to pay for Thousands something. Of how you're going to pay it back. I have an instant migraine. Wow. It's funny how stress comes on so quickly. Yes. Yeah. Can come on. Just whack you out of left field. I know my trigger. The word medical medical bills. (laughs) Alvin is not trying to stab me in the Stop talking about that. Okay, next one that's not medical bills. (laughs) Do it one more time. (laughs) Please, Brittany. Having to give up things like hobbies or feeling like you're not being present for your family members. All of those things give us emotional turmoil and physical stress. And they're very real and are caused by chronic illness. Are you trying to make us all cry right now? No, Just keep rubbing in I'm our trying faces to tell how hard you it is to live with a chronic That all illness? of those things are real and valid. Oh. And you're not the only one who feels those stressors. And they are real stressors. And there's nothing to be embarrassed about feeling stressed about money or feeling stressed that you don't have enough time to take your dog to the park or your kids out to ice cream or whatever you want to do. Those are real stressors that affect people with chronic illness, especially endometriosis, because there are days when you cannot do the things that you feel obligated to do. And it is stressful to not be able to do things that you want to do or do things that you have to do. So it's a real stress. Don't feel like that is made up. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't make you feel bad. <laughs> oh, God, stress is real. We already knew stress was real, but just Brittany clarified stress is real. Now I want to go That's cry. why we're calling it endo stress me out, sis. Well, you coined okay. it. We're going to keep it. <laughs> so stress is real because we have endo stress me So the question becomes, how can we manage our stress and how can we eliminate stress? Which door should we talk about first? Ooh. It's a game show. (laughs) Behind door number one. Elimination of stress. Behind door number two. Management of stress. Ooh, do we have a door number three? Confetti! Yay! There's a toilet there in case I... (laughs) Ooh, yes, please. (laughs) All the stress is turning my stomach over a little. A toilet always being accessible would be like a dream. (laughs) Door number three, there's always a bathroom. (laughs) That should be door number one. That sounds great. That's a game show in heaven. Let's go ahead and choose eliminating stress because I would rather eliminate as much stress as I can so that then I could control slash manage the stress that I have remaining that could not be eliminated. Because some stress cannot be eliminated, but some yeah, Some stress pops up without you even paying attention to it. So that's how to manage that part. But let's get rid of all the extra stress so that we can focus on that pop-up stress. How do we do that? Mm. How do we eliminate our stress, Brittany? We cry a lot. Oh. <laughs> No, no, that's not right. (laughs) That's a stress manager. I think the first step in eliminating your stressors is to figure out what they even are. We have to figure out what causes us stress. And a really great way to do that is to list them out. Like literally list everything that is a stressor for you from the tiniest little things like snow stresses me out. It doesn't. I love snow. (laughs) Or to the biggest thing like Having to go do my taxes is super stressful for me. Listing all of the things that are really stressful can be a really great way to start. What are some of the things that stress you out, Amy? I don't want to talk about currently. I want to talk about a time where I made a list. And because if I talk about currently, I don't want to get trapped in my woes and then feel stressed and then start crying. (laughs) Let's not build the stress here in the box. (laughs) Let's talk about the stress I had in the past that I got rid of because I did this tactic. So I did make a list. This was a couple years ago. I'm going to have to go ahead and, and admit 
a deep, dark secret is that I was such a flying, squirreled, stressed out person. (laughs) I was so, so stressed. Being stressed out was my nature. And I just grew up in a very stressed environment. And my typical reaction was to be stressed instantly when things happen. I didn't know any other way to react to my problems than to be really stressed. So actually, we're going to do a whole podcast episode, which I think is going to be really fun in another couple of episodes about how to change your reactions, like your initial reactions to things. Because I used to be a really stressed out and a really angry person. Shocking. It is kind of shocking now. Like now. When, yes. you learn, when you meet me now, you would never think I used to be really stressed and really angry, but I was really, really stressed. She was an on-fire ball of stress I, and I anger. I was really stressed. And so I learned about this tactic a few, maybe like five or six years ago when I was living in Japan. I was stressed out all the time. And on my list, I honestly got the, the list was like three pages long because everything stressed me out, like everything. We didn't have enough forks in the apartment. So after I had used two forks, all the forks would be dirty and I have to wash them. I didn't feel like washing them. And I had a space heater. We didn't have central heating. We had these little space heaters, which do not keep you warm, by the way. No. And that thing, it just always kept turning off unless it was like propped up at a certain angle. You'd put a book under it and then you'd fall asleep and then you'd think you were warm and then you'd wake up in two hours and you'd be cold because it turned off because of the angle. And my bikini line stressed me out because I'm Italian and I have dark hair and I just was a relatable problems. Yes. So Italian. It was not good. <laughs> and I literally put every single thing that stressed me out. I got stressed because I didn't have a car. And when I didn't feel good, I had to walk to the train station, take the train and then walk to the school that I worked at. But when you are in a flare, <laughs> walking feels like... Walking five feet feels like walking five you're miles. You're being poked with a hot poker stick, right? And, you're, and at some point, I'd be like, take out a little bag, and I'd bomb it. And then I'd drop the bag in a garbage can, and then I would get on the train. And I mean, it was a mess. So I wrote every single thing down. That's what I did, Brittany. Well, thanks for letting that out. It's so enlightening to know that your major <laughs> stressors while living in Japan were... I'm cold and hairy. The hair would have kept you warm. <laughs> well, not that kind of hair, Brittany. <laughs> it wasn't a cat covered in fur. I mean, that would have been great. It would have been very warm. But not in the Japanese summer. Maybe it kept my been pelvic bad. area warm, but it didn't keep the rest, the rest of me of warm. <laughs> I think once you've made your list, it's really easy to actually go and analyze it. Because when it's all in your head, it's hard to tell what the triggers are and how you can fix them. But when it's written all out in your three pages, then it's a lot <laughs> You easier. said, don't judge my list. You said, make a list of every single thing that's treasure from big to small. So but your I list did. is just funny to me. But you can actually then visually see your list and analyze it. And when you're analyzing it, you can see what you can get rid of in terms of what things can you change in order for that stress not to exist anymore. What can you do differently? What can you replace? What can you remove? I'm sorry. I'm setting you up. What did I remove? I removed all the hair in the pelvic region because I I paid to get a, um, what's it called? Laser hair removal. Yes, I did laser hair removal. At that time, that was costly. Oh, yeah. But it was the best. (laughs) But it lowered your stress. Yeah, because I didn't have to think about shaving my bikini line. Because in Tokyo, there's the beach and my friend's wanted to go to the beach spontaneously pretty much every weekend. And it was really stressful because I had other things to prepare when my friends were like, hey, they text me, let's meet at the beach in an hour. Yeah, I'm thinking about 
how am I going to bring my food with me in my Tupperwares in a cooler and keep it cold? Because goodness knows if you go to a, the beach and you're under the hot sun, your food goes bad in about Ugh. five minutes. I learned that lesson, by the way. <laughs> So I had other things to, like, I had a lot to already be thinking about and to be preparing all the time just to live successfully with endo, to get to work with endo. So I know my list maybe sounds very stupid. I can acknowledge, I can acknowledge (laughs) in this moment that they sound like stupid things. But, but they caused you stress. It's but not the stupid. Thing is, I couldn't put the real thing on the list, mm-hmm. right? Because the real thing was that it stresses me out to not feel good all the time. And so I feel like when you're in pain all the time and your space heater is working on and off, that feels stressful. So maybe if you feel good, maybe if, if you're in a good day, you're not having a flare. Well, that's not stressful. But when you're in pain and you're suffering with fatigue and to move and you just came home from work and you realize that your only two forks are dirty, your only two plates, everything's dirty. And you're like, I barely have the energy to warm up the food I need to eat, let alone wash my two dishes. So, okay, it seems like my list was stupid. But in that time, all those things were they were hindering me from 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 happiness. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but they, they were very stressful. And the thing was my illness, which is the real cause of stress, I was doing my best to manage. And I had been trying to manage with my diet and my exercise and my meditation and my blah, blah, blah. So they didn't, they didn't belong on the list, if that makes sense. Like what belonged on the list was all those stupid little things. That you weren't managing. So yeah, laser hair removal. <laughs> Do it if you're Italian you got really dark hair. What did you replace? Oh, what I replaced? Not the hair. I hair plugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my good people listening. Now you know. And I got hair plugs. <laughs> no. And they also offered for $80 the under armpit oh, hair removal for life. You Whoa. paid $80 and you got every t- any. In fact, I can go to Tokyo. And I did. I went on vacation a couple of years ago oh after I gosh. left. And I went to the clinic and I got my, my little armpit hair. Because a lot of these places you pay for life. Not the bikini line. I paid yes. per session. <laughs> Steep. <laughs> but yes. That's cool. 80 bucks. And I don't have any armpit hair. <laughs> so that was worth it. Um, I replaced my space heater. There you go. Yep. And it's it can be hard, too, because you look at the list. Like Some of the reasons why I didn't get more forks or replace my space heater was, one, I spent all my money on laser hair removal. And two. <laughs> <laughs> Outing yourself. I love it. <laughs> Well, it wasn't that expensive. It's not that expensive in Japan, FYI. I have no idea what it costs in the U.S. or anywhere else, but it's not like I paid thousands and thousands of dollars. It wasn't that much. But it can be really hard to look at your list and think about replacing things, like buying more of something, or you're like, well, the space heater works if I prop it up on a certain angle and I jiggle it and I make sure it's plugged into a certain plug and it has to be this temperature inside for it to work. And But if it comes to a point where it's like, this is like it's just stressing me out is it worth just paying 50 dollars one time to get rid of that stress that i have every single day in the winter when i'm freezing when i need my space heater work yeah yeah sounds like it it was worth it it was not frivolous and you can cross it off your list which is super satisfying oh yeah (laughs) baby oh yeah moving on from my list I want to say a good way to eliminate stressors is is to get organized. Ooh, I love organization. Because think about how much stress comes from being in a rush, not being prepared, losing something, 
forgetting something important. Mm-hmm. I think there's just so many simple tricks. Like, they're always like, put your clothes out the night before work. It works. It does. <laughs> okay. It does. Come home and put your wallet and your keys and your glasses or whatever you take with you, your purse, in the same spot every time. Then you're never running around the house. Where are my keys? They're always in their home. I have never lost my keys. And my boyfriend, who just comes home and puts his keys wherever he feels like it, loses them constantly. <laughs> he does. And he's all, and then he'll have to leave and he'll be like, he'll be stressed and he'll be going around the house going, have you seen my keys? Where's my key? I'm like, if not, you, not my keys. <laughs> I put a bowl in the counter part right where we walk in to put the keys in the mail. You know the That's bowl? your problem. <laughs> I told you about the bowl. You know the bowl where you come in right there and you just go bing and you drop it in? But you don't do that? Okay. I got so, a box for my husband. I trained him how to use it. So he eliminated that stress. <laughs> mine isn't drainable. Yours is harder <laughs> to drain. <laughs> I don't know. People go to the grocery store and then they forget. They're like, oh, I went to the grocery store for milk and I got everything but milk. Make a list on your phone. You can make packing lists if you have to go accomplish a task like renewing your license, doing your taxes, getting your car registered. Make a list of the items and things you need so you don't get there and wait three hours at the DMV and forget something. Well, uh, that's a really... (laughs) That's a good in. (laughs) We're going to bring Brittany down. Of course we are. <laughs> because she just My mentioned. many flaws. Uh, well, so Brittany did not. So the next thing I want to talk about is problem solving. And I want to talk about the importance or the usefulness, the essentiality. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. Of doing things if you have a problem solving the problem in the moment. And not procrastinating. Good old Brittany That's here. That's my middle name. <laughs> good old, good old Brittany Brit- procrastinate. 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 Oh, my. <laughs> procrastinate. Procrastinates a little bit. Just a little bit. On some things. Not on everything. Some th- on some things. Not at work ever. No. But sometimes in a personal <laughs> life. And so, anyway, she did not renew her license in time. And I believe she did not renew her registration in time. I did not. But <laughs> but to be fair. No, 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 no excuses. No excuses. They so, sent me the the thing to do it late. So I. So because there's all a big, you know, that big number that says the countdown. No, I don't know. The ex- expiration. I, know I you can't know read numbers says, like, backwards. Six, 19. Mm-hmm. That means it can't read numbers backwards. July. Nope. I mean, June. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, wow. You want to put shade on me. <laughs> well, the point is, the point is, excuses aside. Brittany did not get her license or her registration renewed in time, although she was thinking heavily about doing it every day. I I'm had sure. started the process. I, yep, yep. But she but didn't, didn't get it. done in time. So then <laughs> Brittany accidentally got pulled over. <sighs> By the story, is oh, getting gosh. Brittany deeper and deeper. Brittany's actually a very responsible human being. <laughs> Makes me sound she's like a, I'm a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. I can't stop laughing. Because, no, Brittany, is, she's so excels at her job at this podcast at being a best friend at being a wife at being a cook at being um a dog mommy my baby she's wonderful but she has this thing (laughs) i got one thing sometimes procrastinates and it's just some things (laughs) anyway she got pulled over by the cops because of some um they claim that i rolled through a red light i didn't stop for a full three seconds it was only two that's what the cop said (laughs) so that's why I got pulled over. <laughs> but because the license was expired, the registration was expired, well, guess what? It became a bigger problem in the end because 
she got a ticket for not only running the red light, but then all those things. For all the things. Then she got told she had to go to court because the <laughs> license was expired. Then she got told she had a date that she had to get her license done by. It got a lot of stress and that all those problems could have been solved in the moment. So now I want to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> After lambasting me. <laughs> Making all of our friends on the podcast, you outed me. Now they're thinking, wow, I thought Brittany was the one who had her life together. (laughs) Clearly it's Amy. Oh oh my God, actually hurts in my old surgery. I I think I have an adhesion there. That's why. Oh my God. Oh, Oh, put my life on blast. Oh God. Oh, I'm sweating so bad right now. I guess I'm a laugh. Ow, the adhesion. I'm falling apart. Breathe, breathe. So windshield wiper fluid ran out of my car. Oh my gosh. And the little light went on. Nobody's going to be able to understand you. I speak Amy, but not everybody else is fluent. Translate. <laughs> the windshield wiper fluid ran out and the light oh, went God, on. I can't see. I hope it'll be my pants. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I'm back. We took a little break, we got a little air. Whew. I want to report that I did not pee my pants. So. Yes, because my floor would not have appreciated that. <laughs> I'm feeling very proud of myself in this moment. <laughs> the next thing we want to talk about, another way to eliminate stress, is to ask yourself if the thing in question is even worthy of your stress. So I like to do a thing called living in the future. And I like to ask myself when I feel stressed out, Okay, let's pretend it's two days from now. Am I still going to be stressed about this in two days? And if the answer is no, because it's going to get accomplished, for example, I have a lot of emails and it's Monday. Well, I know by Wednesday, I'm going to have gotten through all my emails and I'm no longer going to have that stress. Or I was waiting on a package and it appeared it was lost and it was quite expensive. And so Ultimately, I just had to wait. I called FedEx and they were like, oh, just wait. It'll probably show up within 24 hours. So I could have spent 24 hours freaking out. And I know in the past, the past Amy, the stressed out Amy, I would have been really, really stressed. I might not have even slept that night thinking about how my package was lost. But then every time I started to feel stressed, I was like, you know what? You can stress about this tomorrow if your package doesn't show up. But right now there's a chance that the problem is going to get resolved on its own. So flying squirrel. stress. (laughs) stress. <laughs> I am. Not, I love that phrase. I am not going to feel I don't want to feel stressed about this. So I just I actively chose not to feel stress about my lost package, which is really hard to do. It sounds easy because Amy makes everything sound easy. <laughs> well, you can't do it on everything. When my medical bill came oh, and it was said, this is out of network and it was fourteen hundred dollars. That's a stress. Moment. I pretty much had a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I just look at things and I'm like, no stress today. I shall not stress about this. No, that's, but there are some, but that's why I give those examples because there are some things that we don't need to expend the energy on. Exactly. And they're often the little things. So don't cry about spilt milk. Because those little things Unless it turns into cheese and then you can't eat it. Okay, with the cheese. (laughs) But those little things do pile up and they can become a big thing. So if you don't control those little things, it can turn into a massive problem. So the last way to eliminate your stress is to take care of yourself, which I'm sure you're already doing because you have no choice because you have endo. So (laughs) I'm sure you're already taking care of yourself. But some of the ways that stress can really affect us is when we, for me, the biggest one is sleep. 
when I don't sleep enough and I'm not taking care of my sleep, I notice that I'm much more likely to get stressed out, super stressed out because I'm tired, my body's tired, and I don't have my defenses or the energy to be able to combat and analyze that stress. It's also been proven that food is linked to mental health in so many different ways, and it's also linked to pain. So when we don't eat the foods that we want to eat, or we have foods that aren't a part of our endo diets, we can have really bad reactions, which cause us stress. Basically, everything's one big interconnected cycle. So the sleep and the exercise and the food, everything we do affects how we feel. So when we do something and it makes us stressed, we're stressed. So then we don't do another something and that makes us stressed. It's one big woven web and we have to detangle it one string at a time. Wow, beautifully well said. But all I want to say to that is, why is everything in your <laughs> Why is it so hard? Why is everything so hard? Why can't I just do one thing and not have consequences over here and over here and over here and over here? Why? Because life is a ripple in water and everything affects everything. It's just poetic today. <laughs> it's because Mushu's coming. He makes me feel things. <laughs> what if we moved on now to stress management? Oh, yeah. All right, now we've talked about how to tackle and eliminate some of the root causes of our stress. But unfortunately, I don't think it's ever possible to completely eliminate stress from our lives. Maybe I'm going to I'm going to strive for that by the time I'm 80. <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm it's possible. so stress free. So zen. <laughs> maybe I have no idea. But I think there are some there's some really big stressors out there, like, for example, endo stress meiosis or moving or trauma or relationship issues or losing your job or losing a loved one or dealing with multiple systems of oppression like racism, ableism, capitalism, sexism, heterosexism, ageism, anti-Semitism or poverty or war. There are things that can really bring stress to our lives. And it's really important that we learn how to mitigate that stress so that it doesn't completely hijack us. And I also think it's important to have healthy ways to manage stress because there are so many unhealthy ways to manage stress. And it's so easy. There's some bad coping mechanisms out there. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to be under stress and then turn to comfort food. Cheese? or I said comfort <laughs> food. Cheese. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say don't have a comfort food because... Because food is not comfort. Yeah, because <laughs> my, my comfort is not having to eat. <laughs> my comfort is when I feel full for yes. the next three hours. Yes. <laughs> and no a, reaction. I'm not a person who turns to comfort food. No. <laughs> I was much more prone, Brittany, to bursts of anger before I learned about stress management. So I think something to think about when managing stress is what relaxes you. What makes you slow down? What makes you feel like you're in the present? What releases your attention? And what helps you stop worrying? And I think that's different for all of us. So it's very unique. So something that I use to de-stress you may not be into. Like I know that Brittany and I have different stress management techniques. We want to go over quickly some ideas. And, you know, you can always look online too because there are so many articles about how to manage your stress. So here are some ideas. 
changing your environment can be really helpful. So remember when Brittany said that when she's at work and her, she can feel her stress building? When we feel the situation, all the tension mounting, what I like to do is I just change the environment. I normally, if I'm at work and I'm stressed, I just get up from my desk and I'll go take a walk. That's a go-to for a lot of people when they have a, a fight or a squabble with their couple is, hey, let's go both take a walk in different directions. We'll come back in 20 minutes. We'll have cooled off. There really is something about being in a different environment. Changes your perspective. And also just moving your body, like getting, like not sitting there stewing in the stress and you don't even realize it, but getting into your body. And that's why a lot of people too, they like to exercise when they are under stress. I personally don't. You will never catch me running ever. That's not my go-to. But there's other things like yoga. I will do that. Qigong, you like to do that. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a high-impact exercise to get into your body. Well, since you mentioned taking a walk, something that is also really positive can be being in nature. So whether that's taking a walk outside in nature or just sitting outside on a porch or a balcony or just stepping outside There's something really restorative about nature and feeling the breeze, unless it's 104 degrees outside, probably not something you want to do. But there are a lot of ways that nature can be really restorative and it can make you feel a lot better about the stressful situation because it puts it in perspective of this great big world around us. And we're this small little being in it. And being out in nature can really help capture that feeling for me and help me let go of some of my tension. Did you know in Japan... They did a lot of forest bathing, and forest bathing is just a kind of nature therapy where you go into the forest. You don't take a bath. There's no onsens involved. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because it's called forest bathing, but you don't go there to take a bath. You go there to bathe in the glory of the forest. Yes, to be surrounded by all the trees and all the nature, and it's been shown to reduce stress and help your immune system. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, so forest bathing is really popular, and I know when I'm under a lot of stress or, like, before I was going to have my two surgeries, it was so scary. I felt so stressed out, and all the weekends before leading up to the surgeries, me and my boyfriend went biking in the national parks Saturday and Sunday every weekend because it's just, yeah, there's something about being in nature that just relaxes you. If you live in a city, it's just so great to get away from all the noise and the people and everything in your face. Just be calm. Since I deal with anxiety disorder coupled with my stress, joy. Something that really works effectively for me is focusing my energy onto breathing or tapping or listening to something. So what I mean by that is there is this tapping technique which is called EFT. And basically you tap on these certain points of your face. And for me, it's really useful for me to focus on that. I can focus on where I'm supposed to tap and the words of affirmation that I'm saying. So by me focusing on something like that or focusing on my deep breathing, or sometimes I'll listen to ambient music or listen to ASMR or some kind of thing where I can focus all of my energy onto that task or that sensation. I'm not able to still focus my energy on my building mounting stress and anxiety. So if I'm focusing on my breathing, I can't also think about all of the things that I have to do. So that's something that really works for me because it also helps slow my heartbeat. It also helps take me out of that fight or flight mode. And put me in the rest and digest, not the feed and breed, the rest and digest. (laughs) And that's a really effective technique for me. 
Well, I think we mentioned so many times meditation, so we don't have to beat home a dead horse or whatever. (laughs) Blog a dead horse, I don't know. So meditation can be quite popular. And for me, I love chanting. As Brittany said, because you're actually doing something and you're chanting and you're saying these words over and over, you focus on those words and it's really it gets really hard to focus on your thoughts and you can chant with music on YouTube. And I wanted to tell you that I just found out, this is so exciting, that Tina Turner, yes. Yes, that Tina Turner. Tina Turner <laughs> has a chanting channel on YouTube. It's called like Tina Turner Meditation or something, but it's her actual channel that she made and she records in the studio all these chanting songs. They're beautiful. I mean, I don't know if yeah. they're called songs or <laughs> chants, mantras or all these chanting chants. Okay. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're so beautiful. And I've been having a really, 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 really stressed out tough time recently because of the histamine. Thank you. Histamine. Thank you. Hormones for causing it. Anyways, I've been really stressed out. It has been so ridiculously stressful. And I will tell you, I learned about, like I was just on YouTube searching for chanting stuff. And I came across Tina Turner's chanting and I put it on. I was like, this is so beautiful. I mean, it's like, it's professionally done music for chanting. Check it out. But I feel like one of the things that chanting or or when you're really focused on your deep breathing, what it does ultimately is it puts you in the flow state. Okay, so a feeling of flow is when you're fully immersed in something. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're saying, oh, I was in the zone. I Getting was, in the zone. Yeah, I, I was cleaning. You can clean in the zone. I oh, mean, yeah. I clean in the zone. <laughs> I love cleaning. Cleaning is like such a relaxer for me, but... I don't know, coloring or cooking. Reading is a good one for me. Making a puzzle. Oh, yeah. Crafting. Gardening. Ooh, dancing. Exercising. I mean, I Ugh. never get in the zone when no. I exercise. But, but I imagine some people do. Some people. <laughs> clearly, I abhor exercise. I mean, that's what we've learned from this podcast. <laughs> and that's why I exercise with Qigong because it's really easy and you can do it standing up because <laughs> you just move your arms around and breathe. And there you go. And it's pretty easy. But writing. I don't know what I've mentioned already, but you can use a lot There's of... so many things. Anything that you do. Especially creative things. Yeah. But it's an opportunity to be creative. And so when you get in the zone or you get in the flow, you you lose track of time and kind of everything around you because you're in the zone. It disappears, including your oh, stress. Wonderful. Just color Milk and color away. and color and then nothing exists except the red crayon or colored pencil or ink pen, depending on your vibe. And the beautiful drawing in front of you. One of my other favorite things to do, which I think we've mentioned before, is after each period, I like to take a bath. And since my period is stressful for me, it's something that I've actually, as Amy mentioned before, with the future thinking, I like to think while I'm dealing with my cramps about the time that I get to take a bath. So it's a really great mechanism for me to let go of that stress and just look forward towards when the instance is over. And I love to take a nice bath. I light a candle. I use a bath bomb from my favorite shop, Lush. And I just totally set the mood. I make myself like a nice drink or I make a nice dinner for myself and have that before. So I make like a whole ritual around it. It's like a first date with Brittany has with herself. It's amazing. Okay. (laughs) And I read a book or I listen to a podcast or sometimes ours. 
or I do something that's really like indulgent for myself and I've made it this whole ritual so that self-care goes a really long way. Sometimes when I'm feeling really stressed out or just too tired, I notice that I don't do things like paint my nails, which is something that I really like to do. Or sometimes my skin breaks out and I need to use a face mask. And that's something that like when I'm stressed out, I'm not thinking about that. But the stress makes that worse. So I have to stop for a moment and indulge in a little self-care in order to keep my body going because I'm only as strong as how well I take care of my body. I don't do any of that stuff because I can't put any chemicals on my body. I Thank know. you, histamine intolerance. So I don't paint my nails or do a mud mask or take a bath or even wash my hair anymore. Yes, that's right. No longer I am washing my hair or wearing deodorant. Anyways. I can tell. I'm <laughs> We're I'm really kidding. close together in a box and it's hot in here. There's no judgment. Sorry, Brittany. <laughs> there's no judgment. Okay, tell it to my armpits. At least there's no hair in them. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Japanese probably, hair removal. It probably smell worse. <laughs> But my my point was, because for self-care, I don't do anything that concerns my body. For me, self-care is I will make sure that all my clothes are washed. <laughs> and hey, I will, that counts. And I will make sure that I have food for the next couple of days. Like, basically, for me, self-care is setting up my life so that I don't feel stressed and that I feel like I'm in control and I'm not going to have a flare. And when I get all that stuff done, I'm really into going to the library and renting really, well, you don't rent them, you borrow them for free from the library. Really, really, really good movies that you can't get on Netflix or, well, that's the only thing I have Netflix. So really good movies that you cannot get on Netflix. Yeah. And, and I'll do it by candlelight too, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. But, but self-care doesn't always have to be indulgent either. It can be, for me, like, I really like to put all my necklaces and I have like them all hung up and it feels really nice when I've taken care of those items that I treasure and displayed them nicely. That to me even counts as self-care. Making sure all of my necklaces are displayed nicely makes me feel good. So it's something that I can focus on that removes the stress of me thinking about, okay, well, I got to go to work tomorrow and I got to do these 80 things. In that moment of completing that task, I'm giving myself time to do something that makes me happy. So self-care can be so varied, and it's really up to you what brings you happiness is giving yourself the space to actually focus on doing that rather than feeling guilty for taking the time to do that. The last one we want to talk about, I'm sure there are many more, the last one that we want to discuss is let it out. What do I mean by let it out? Go scream in your pillow. Scream into the void. <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest. I love, it might sound a little out there, but some time ago I learned that if I could fully express, because as I said, I have a lot of rage. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm a procrastinator and Amy's a rage. <laughs> I am a rager. And so there's a couple of things that I like to do. I don't really do these things so much sometimes, but <laughs> Depending on the there's day. two things I like to do. I like to scream at the top of my lungs for a like long time. If you do this, you have the you could lose your voice. So or have the cops called on you. So uh -huh. the pillow is a good technique. <laughs> I like to do well. I I live in an apartment, so I like to get in my car and there you when go. I'm driving, I will just scream. <laughs> I mean, a really hardcore scream at the top of my lungs and. Oh my gosh, it is just it That's liberating. I don't sounding. know if it releases endorphins. Like I don't yeah, know. It probably but does. I am telling you, 
There is something about screaming as loud as you can scream with all the rage and all the fury. You let it out. Just get rid of it. But other people might to let it out, quote unquote. I mean, a lot of people like talking to other people. You can talk to a counselor or a mental health professional. You can talk to a loved one. You can journal. I'm a. I'm really into writing. Oh my gosh, I'm writing a book, by the way. She is. <laughs> I'm writing a book and it's been a huge stress reliever and it's been really fun and I've been getting in the zone. And when the book is ready, I will announce about the book. But it's about learning to accept endometriosis, which has been my life's task, which <laughs> is still a work in progress, but that's what the book about. But anyways, so there's a lot of ways to, quote unquote, let it out. And you can let it out with another person. You can let it out on your own <laughs> with the screaming, with the journaling. <laughs> so I feel like there's a lot of options if, if you're a vocal person who, who needs to express themselves in that way. Yeah, and it is good to talk about things that you're feeling. So even if it's not a scream in your loved one's face, it is <laughs> well, good to screaming in their face. <laughs> but it is good to talk about things and not keep them inside because when we keep them inside, they build up and they become this unstoppable tidal wave of stress and that can really affect our mental health. So it's really good to talk to somebody, whether that be someone personal or somebody professional. So having talked about all of these ways to manage and eliminate stress and even philosophizing. <laughs> philosophizing? <laughs> I want a falafel right now. Ooh, um, yeah, With hummus, with oh. pita bread, but all. Oh, tabbouleh, tzatziki. <laughs> oh Ooh, yummy. Mm. <laughs> Don't mention yogurt around me. Yogurt. Satsiki. Mm. <laughs> My stress is Great rising. yogurt. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. Full fat, Anyway, baby. anyway, anyway. Okay. So the question is, do you have a stress management routine that you do? And if not, we want to encourage you to get into one, even if you are not under a lot of stress right now, because it's easier to do it when you're not. <laughs> yeah. What I've, I think when you have a habit that you do when you're feeling, quote unquote, fine. I mean, we're never feeling fine, but <laughs> as fine as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> as fine as endostress meowsis can make you be. But when, when you're not under stress, so when you do things, when you're not amped up at 10 out of 10 and you, for example, you come home every day and you take your daily walk, not because you're stressed, but just because it's part of your habit, it's part of your routine, or you do your yoga every day or your meditation or your coloring or you're screaming into a pillow, <laughs> then <laughs> when you are under stress, it's a lot easier to fall back on the routine, like the routine can prop you up like a pillar. My goodness, Brittany's rubbing off on me. I thought that was quite clever. <laughs> so poetic. But <laughs> she always says the cleverest stuff. She's like, it's like a tidal wave that <laughs> rushes out. Like <laughs> the frothy First she waves. makes fun of me and then she builds <laughs> me back up. It's great. <laughs> oh my God. But when you have these routines that you can fall back on, these kind of pillars of stress management, these pillars of health, they can ultimately be really beneficial to you in a time of, quote unquote, crisis. When you do something daily or very frequently, it becomes a habit to the body. It gets in the muscle memory of your body. And then it's easy to like it's easy to take a walk every day. Maybe taking a walk every day is hard at the beginning, but once you walk every day, it just becomes second nature to you. And then when you're under stress, it's a lot easier to come home and say, okay, I'm really stressed. I'm going to go take my walk that always makes me feel better. 
then if you don't have that habit in place and you come home, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Maybe taking a walk would help me feel better. I don't really know. I'm just going to collapse on the couch. I'm guilty. Just going <laughs> to collapse on the couch and watch Netflix. Guilty. For, <laughs> for example. But when you do something frequently, your body remembers how to do it. And so it's way less work when it's under stress. And I almost feel like your body craves it. Our bodies I, love routine. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> but I know leading up to the surgeries, I think I've mentioned this, but I was so scared and I'd already been doing chanting and yoga for several years before the surgeries. And I don't know if I hadn't had those routines. I honestly don't know if I would have made it into my surgery because I was so scared. I, I could barely walk to the car and barely walk inside the hospital. But because I already had the routine to fall back on, like I was really, really stressed, but I wasn't asking myself, how can I get rid of this stress? I was, okay, I know that chanting and yoga helps my stress. So I just turned to it even more than I normally do it. And you already knew how to do it. And I, yeah. Which is also a big component. (laughs) So it was a really, really easy to, every time I felt that huge wave of stress coming up in the week before the surgery, I just would go sit down in front of Tina Turner. <laughs> and me and Tina Turner, I would hang out and and we would chant. Yes, I chant with Tina Turner. <laughs> so awesome. But yeah, and we would chant together. And it's because I already had that habit in place. So it can be really worthwhile to think about what you like and what is just naturally relaxing to you and maybe make an effort to begin doing that more often and if you can every day. And I think it would not only help with stress, but it would also help bring up meaning to your life. Ultimately. And we never challenge you with anything. But since we're all friends, I think we can challenge each other. And we want to challenge you with finding one stress management technique to start when you're not under stress. Because learning how to do it in the way that works best for you and your body takes time. Learning what actually works for you takes time. You don't have the time for that when you're under stress. So we challenge you to find a stress management technique. That will work for you so that you can fall back on that in a time of stress. Ooh, the ultimate challenge. Ultimate challenge. And we want to hear how it goes, of course. We want to know what you picked and how it goes. Well, I love the challenges. And we would also, and I want to challenge them to something. We challenge you to check out our Instagram at 16 years of endo and leave a comment about your favorite stress management technique. I will put photos of my kitty on there, obviously, because that's my <laughs> the go-to. big stress management technique. We challenge you to make a list of all your stressors and then just start tackling the little ones one by one. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that we could help you manage your stress a little bit, eliminate your stress, talk about stress, give you a new way to think about stress. I had a great laugh during this podcast. I just remember (laughs) I had an awesome (laughs) laugh. Thank you so much for laughing with us and for learning with us. And we appreciate this community so much. And we're so honored and proud to be a part of this community and have this podcast and share this time with you. 